0: here it is hey. as as previously discussed off mic it's episode 183 of the Metafilter podcast I am Josh Cortex Millard
1: and I'm Jessamine.
0: I sort of ran out of breath halfway through my name there I didn't plan that uh
1: it's not a very long while. name
0: I know it's like well I didn't I didn't leave space up ahead I just like didn't take a deep breath before starting the intro mm. I just sort of uh, try and rolled into it and that's a big mistake rookie mistake you know I I, mm. I, I I'm a singer and a, a, a recordist. I should know better about like, you know, pacing my breath unless you want recordist. every lurk to sound like the what guy from, what the
1: fuck from, is that word? That's,
0: that's the word that like recordists have taken to using. No,
1: shut up. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and home recordist as a you know, longer form. It's just like, it's, well, it's weird. Cause okay. If you like record music at home, you do a variety of things. And one of those things is, right. you know, being a musician in the act of playing and singing sense. But also doing like, all
1: the tech parts.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, like, yeah. Like there, there's the engineering side of it. There's the mixing aspect of that. Um, and there's, yeah, all the setup and whatnot. And like that all sort of rolls together into like, oh, what do you do? Oh, well, I record doesn't work, but hey, I'm a recordist, is at least less ambiguous. I think that's probably where I came from. But I mean, can't you just say concise. you're a
1: musician? Like.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't tell you anything about the fact that I also record. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's it's not a, I, I think it. To some extent, it's, like, one of those things that, like, you know, people who are in the recording industry probably don't care about as much because they're, like, you know, they are established enough and probably, like, at the more hobbyist sure, level. Sure, you call yourself recordist. a recording engineer,
1: and that's a job, actually.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's a specific yeah. job. And, like, you know.
1: And people um, know what so that yes. guy does. Or so, no,
0: I'm, I'm merely a recordist, but uh, but nonetheless.
1: Man, that's like, hey, Jessamine, you know, I hear you do a lot of, like, baking. Yes, but I'm also a dishist.
0: Yes. Well, uh, I'd be like, oh, I yeah. Well, really, I'm a culinarian. You know, I I don't Ah! just bake. I also, you know, like, you know, there's no. I I get it. I I, I bet there are. Yeah, I'd be curious to like. That'd be a good ask. Metafilter questions, like, what are the uh, sort of umbrella terms for specialized subdisciplines? If you do the jack of all trades aspect of it,
1: right? Like a lot Um, of people, I think, within librarianship, don't think about cataloging as an actual like really specific job that may have no public facing aspect to it for example
0: like
1: every librarian knows about it as a job but like many people outside the discipline just have no idea and they just assume every librarian works with the public at some level the academic public the business public the public public
0: yeah exactly there's all these layers once you dig into it
1: ah you know i was so busy today uh fucking around talking about animal crackers that i forgot that i have a question and i maybe have a question just even for you all right do you do passover
0: uh yeah lazily sometimes depending
1: well i got invited to uh my local friend's place for passover and i'm excited about it because i like these guys and i go to meals with them often for the jewish holidays but i don't think i've ever been invited for passover and so i'm gonna go and maybe jim's gonna go if he's up and I like these people a lot, and I would like to maybe bring something, but I don't know if that's weird. And, of course, when I went to look this up on Ask Metafilter, I found my own goddamn answer <laughs> from 10 <laughs> years ago. But it was talking about a different aspect of the Seder. This was like Drasher was going – oh, I'll link to it, actually. But, like, Drasher was going to their first Passover Seder and wanted to not screw it up, and there were some uh, you know special aspects to it. Yeah, But, like – I don't drink wine, so I always feel weird bringing wine.
0: I mean, it's kind of like if they drink wine, that's the point. Yeah, like I think I think you know, like there's something very natural about bringing something you want to drink, but there's also something very normalized about bringing a bottle of wine. You know, um, I would say like whether or not there's anything and it has weird to be about kosher it for or,
1: Passover, not just kosher.
0: Um. Well, I mean, that I also kind of depends. Say. I guess what the intent is—the intent—we're is, going to crack this sucker open right now. Well, or that's you, my hey,
1: question. I never understand. This.
0: I think this depends on the people. Like, this is the thing. Like, like I'm sure there are uh, <laughs> several different Jewish perspectives on the subject. But like, I think this kind of really? depends on your friends, not on like, because unless your friends are going to be like very specific about it, then whatever. Like, you know, I grew up like my 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 family, the Jewish side, is like very chill Reform Jews. So like, right. Almost nothing that's like real stand on ceremony, is part of you know my my personal experience. Right. You know, I, so, like in that respect, yeah. No, if I was if I was not my parents' son, but they invited me over for Passover, I would probably be bring a bottle of wine because hey, why not? And then I wouldn't be like, and now you'd have to open it and drink it and prove. Right. That, Just like know, here, are thanks are for having me. Are not going to worry about kosher rules? Yeah, it's like whatever. You're going over to someone's house, right? You know, there's probably there's probably more specific and thoughtful and traditional ways to do it, but eh, you know, it depends yeah. On, and it I did read your, up a little people. bit
1: in this old Ask MetaFilter question from uh, 2010. Um, but yeah, I may ask another kind of updated question because, like, I'm I like these guys a lot, but not only do I, it's been a really long time since I've been to a seder, but it's been. A really long time since I've eaten food with other people indoors. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> remind me, like. Um, but I'm excited about it. Um,
0: yeah, that yeah. sounds nice. So
1: I may ask. Uh, I may ask Metafilter for a little uh, sort of shot in the arm. And I've been reading all those Rabbi Small books. I think I told you about. Ah, uh, me. It's like Saturday, the rabbi left town, Sunday, the rabbi, blah, blah, blah. There are these books that started in the 60s and wrapped up in like the 80s or 90s. Um, they take place in like a small community in the North Shore of
0: Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. And there's
1: like a rabbi who kind of sometimes helps solve crimes.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Through like Jewish question asking. It's adorable. I love them. But <laughs> it's like 12 books and you can just plow the hell through them. Yeah. But it's made me a little bit more like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know any of this stuff. Like, oh my God. <laughs> because there's a lot of like didactic like oh in judaism we you know not not just talking about like kosher food or whatever but like you know the values inherent in the religion and i enjoy that but i also it became clear how little i felt like i already had known yeah they're great books by the way
0: yeah no i i uh i'll toss a link into the thread uh as much as i think for my own reference but uh but yeah
1: yeah, Rabbi Small Mysteries. Very, very readable. and uh, da, 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 da. I'm
0: imagining it as, as Peter Falk now.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. He looks like Peter Falk in my mind. And I don't know if you're looking at the Wikipedia article or whatever. Like, there was actually a television show done briefly uh, that was called Lanigan's Rabbi. And, of course, Lanigan is the Irish Catholic cop, and they are friends Um But of course, like, it couldn't just be like a rabbi show. It had to be like an Irish cop has a Jewish friend, which is obnoxious. But I still want to track down that show and go watch it. Yeah. Neat.
0: I was not aware of that. But yeah, yeah, I I remember you mentioning them uh, at some point.
1: Yeah, I started reading them in February and they just go real fast. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, maybe I'll see if I can get them on my Kindle
1: i am I am on the last one, and you probably will be able to I mean they're not like great reads, and man, especially in the early ones, the sexism <laughs> gets a little exhausting, and not like sexism, like people are sexist, but there's gender roles, and people don't vary from them very much,
0: yeah. Well, I'm rereading Dune Messiah right now. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Speaking of books it's, from the 60s that also have some inherent sexism in their oh my God. character construction.
1: Is Dune Messiah just Dune? It it's the second one. Okay. Um, it's the second book. It's The one... Empire Strikes Back of Dune. Uh,
0: yes. Although, depending on how you want to look at it, oh, maybe, no! <laughs> maybe it's The Return of the Jedi Just because thematically, it's it's more of the empire. I mean, it's it's hard to make these comparisons because, like, nothing like hero's journey happy happens at the end of these books, right? I just meant
1: it's it's like Jaws two. Yes,
0: Yes. it's it's the second book. It's the second book, but was sort of originally part of the first book. Oh, really? In in the way that it was originally plotted out by Herbert, but then it ended up being published as a second book uh, to keep Dune from being, I think, as long. Um,
1: Herbert. His last name is Herbert? Yeah, Frank Herbert. I have a confession to make. Yeah? I always thought his name was Hebert because right. when we were kids, there was a candy place near here. It was like <laughs> Hebert's Candy Mansion. And my dad had that book, Dune, on his nightstand like yeah. most of the time that I can remember for whatever reason. And uh, I just always assumed he was that had the same name as the candy place.
0: Could could you get like mix and match uh, collections of different candies in one bag?
1: Uh, I think so. And also they were known for having like a, an amazing Sunday bar. So like it was a place that you went if you were a little kid and you had a birthday party, you know, you have like make sure. your own Sunday situation and it was really pretty excellent.
0: Yeah. I was really just trying to set up a, 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 a candy uh, melange joke as a spice joke on, on dune ah, see, but now see, i'm glad to have learned more about your childhood so.
1: <laughs> i haven't even read dune so like oh, i don't really no oh my I, just, God. I just know the memes
0: oh you should read it all right i mean obviously you know in, all right in, i'll do it but like, just shut like, up you read like 10 books for every book i read so read yeah, dune i'll do it i'd be really curious i, to I can't you it.
1: sleep josh i would read less if i slept better if that helps
0: I mean, no, that just, that sounds like kind of a bummer. Ron. Well, I mean... Are you sleeping I, enough? Are you like... Yes. Okay, well then fine. That's great.
1: I just like, I'm up too late and I can't sleep until late. And so I do a lot more reading and that shifted with the time and I don't know why. You know, like I used to go to bed yeah. at one thirty every night for years and it shifted to 2.30 like a month and a half ago, a little before the time change. And I appear powerless to fix it. So I just do more <laughs> reading.
0: Well, yes. Read Dune. I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on it. Maybe we okay. can talk about it next episode and uh, and uh, plow through the first 50 pages or so because like, they're not unrelentingly awful. But like I do feel like it gets an oddly bumpy start I remember for a book that I really remember trying to like. read
1: it when I was a kid. And like my parents read a lot of books that I found interesting. But that just wasn't one of them. And yeah. I think that may be why I didn't retry yeah, I
0: mean, it. In general, it's a give it some time book because, like, he really does spin out a whole bunch of stuff over the course of the book that's really great. But, like, I think some of the worst writing in the book is in the first 15 pages. Right. <laughs> so that's, you know, well, just and a, I
1: saw the movie, the first movie.
0: And the, I thought the movie was very good.
1: Yeah, it seemed all right. I don't remember much of it, but I remember the plot being compelling.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the book will make some of the stuff you were probably like, what the fuck was that? Like, a little bit more – because it's a very – Sting's the outfit? Um, well, oh, you're talking about the David Lynch movie.
1: Was there um, another movie?
0: The, the, well, the the one that just came out recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bill I said move. the older one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I missed her too. Well, the the new one is is very faithful to the book, and I think very good. The oh, David okay. Lynch movie is insane in its departure from the book, and also I love it to death, and it's a huge mess of a movie. But I enjoyed it's still, it when it came know, out. Yeah. It's 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 great. I need to watch it again. I did it a couple years ago, and I was happy to. Um. But the new one's good too. Anyway, this has been Dune Talk with Cortex, ah, um, and
1: I'm Jessamine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! And it's a Sunday afternoon, which is really not a time we're used to talking to one another.
0: Yeah, this is this is sort of like an odd uh, calm moment in the week, but. But hey, why not? Um also, this is another episode of the podcast, which continues to exist, which was a thing that i I feel a little bit bad about people having been worried about uh after uh my announcement in metatalk uh about a week and a half ago, something like that was it time is weird it's really hard to tell um it must have been yeah, it must have been yeah, anyway. If if you're listening to this but missed that, basically, I (laughs) ended up (laughs) making the decision to uh, transition away from being responsible for running MetaFilter, essentially.
1: Fantastic.
0: um, Which is, you know. big weird change for me and something I'm still sort of like figuring out the details of and figuring out the details for like the mod team and the site and whatnot. But the main plan is to get me out of here without otherwise affecting day to day stuff, you know, and let things sort of keep rolling as they are while people figure out what's next. Um, which is, yeah, that's a, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. Um,
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Making decisions like that is hard. And yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, you and I had been kind of mumbledy mumbly about it for a while, but I really feel like not only was it like a good choice for you, but I feel like while it may have felt too late for some people, I feel like it wasn't too late for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense?
0: It's like, like, I mean, I, I, I talked about this in the you know Meta Talk thread a little bit itself, uh, which was more of like a structure and this is what's happening in an announcement than me like Talking about my feelings per se, like I'll do that. And at that's some probably bit,
1: actually the way to do it. So yeah, yeah. like
0: like I, I I'd rather have things sort of like mostly taken care of, so I can kind of relax and decompress a little bit and stop compartmentalizing quite as much, and then actually just talk about feelings like right. when the work is done. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like you know i I've, I've been basically I've been very. I've been very burnt out uh, for a while, and also the person who ultimately needs to keep everything moving, and that's a bad combination. And it's just Terrible. been really, it's been wearing on me, and it's been a hard several years for a variety of reasons for everybody, and a pandemic for a couple of years, and boy, it just, it's one of those things where, like, simultaneously, the reason I've sort of kept putting off this decision is, you know, the reasons that I should have gone ahead and made this decision. Um,
1: right, which is like, easy to just, say and very hard to yeah. do. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, and I feel good about like the process of trying to figure out how to like pass it on, but it's still also, you know, that's stressful in its own right. It's hard to, it's hard to really fully just like feel like, oh, everything will be fine. And I can just like let go of this thing that is so important to me. But, uh, but also I think it's going to be good for the site. It's definitely going to be good for me. So, uh, just, right. just doing it. Um, but that it had come up in the previous podcast thread uh, a few days into this month when uh, this one might have come out if it was coming out promptly. Um, that, right. You know, and a that was part like, of know. why
1: this one is not out promptly. Is yeah. There was, <laughs> other, there was other stuff going on. It was, it, I, I think I remember that you were just like, I just can't think about that right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, well, and, and yeah, like I announced like a couple days before the end of the month, and then you were like, on vacation for a few days, visiting your sister. Oh, that's then, right. My
1: sister's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. there's no
0: way this was going to happen before sometime uh, this last week anyway, and today's the day actually worked for us. So here we are. But, there, you know, people had – someone had mentioned in the previous podcast, right? Well, I, I I hope the podcast will still be happening. And I realized, well, I didn't say anything about it not happening, but also I'm stepping away raises a lot of –
1: People's, other questions. you
0: know yeah like like, right. like what does that mean for my presence and my involvement with stuff um which is basically like the podcast is going to keep going i'm i'm I like the idea that someone else will sort of take over responsibility for the well, podcast. Well, I was going to say, let's change. put
1: this into more active language. If you yeah. are a person who would like to help us with the production of this, which is not actually very difficult, please yeah. let us know because it would make it easier for Josh to just do the podcast without having to produce the podcast. And yes, we're actually pretty easy to handle. Yeah,
0: it's very easy for me to show up and talk. That part is effortless for, for me. I've enjoyed <laughs> being able to do it for all these
1: years. So let me tell I am,
0: you I. I, I, I've been a little bit jealous. Uh, okay. as I sort of like think about that dynamic. So, you know, that's probably something that should even be a MetaTalk post. Um, sure, but we can point. mention
1: it to the 11 people that listen yes, first. Yes,
0: exactly. If any of you are like, hmm, I want to do a, 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 an hour of podcast editing uh, every month.
1: Right, I would really like um, <laughs> to jump into a functional podcast that already exists and is 183 episodes deep. Yeah,
0: I use the word editing uh, with a, a great deal of uh, yeah, we don't liberality really do that much myself. editing,
1: right? I yeah, mean, yeah, I,
0: I really, I, I compile. There's free
1: roll, <laughs> so you can hear yeah. about you know our various vagaries, and then yeah.
0: yeah, and
1: maybe putting more music back into yeah, it. Yeah, and honestly, nice.
0: it's not that hard to put the music in, but also my shit has been fucked as far as editing that. So like, that's why that really fell by the wayside. Does my
1: shit has been fucked. Is that a mental statement or is that like a oh, technological oh, in, in this case,
0: I mean, technologically, like my my computers. Like GarageBand was not functioning for a while, oh. and so I was using Audacity, which works, but it's yeah. like, not nearly as nice to edit with. I mean, GarageBand isn't great, but it's it works well enough for the simple things I want to do with it. And so at that point, making music cues was just like fucking terrible. And now I've got like things changed, and GarageBand is working again. But like I've been, you know, I've been making sure things get done to minimal vi- product, viable product level. Um, so music, yeah, cues and have it's been, been sort fine. Of, an unnecessary extra. But I like them. They're good. It's I like having the stuff from the music sub-site there. I like the mix-up. So someone editing who has the patience to do that extra 20 minutes of work uh, every episode would be great.
1: Yeah, um, and it's once a month. It's never going to be more than that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, turn around so, yeah. in a couple days. No one really cares how fast. Yep. Great.
0: And, yeah, it's also something that, like, it's not hard for me to keep doing in the meantime. So, like, sure. this is... I'm okay if, like... <laughs> you <laughs> know all of my official business duties and moderation management duties go away and I still have to do the podcast that is an okay sort of like level of compromise for me in terms of a partial transition yeah. um, so yes podcast will keep going we'll keep doing it Hooray. Um, and uh, and yeah we'll go from there cool um but yeah anyway that's that's what's going on i've been i've been doing a lot of work to try and get things moving and there's this irony of trying to accomplish this complicated transition process bootstrapping new things and i'm doing that partly because i'm leaving this job partly because i'm just out of gas to be able to like do complicated managerial oh, things <laughs> so right. uh you know it's moving along it's just it's a little right. bit there would be
1: and, a transition team in any yeah. you know just world yeah
0: exactly and i'm I, i'm i'm kind of hoping with the steering council's thing i'm trying to get together i'm kind of hoping that can be part of it is that are you looking for more people that.
1: for that, by the way? Like, speaking as someone not on the steering council, I, sure. I'm not 100% sure how it's working, but I know you've talked about it.
0: Yeah, oh, and it's still it's still kind of coming together. I, we have enough candidates who expressed interest that I'm going to reach out to folks and try and set up an initial meeting meeting. Um, so as far as that goes, we're not hurting for folks. But like okay. there is the possibility for more people to be involved and different people to be involved. And that is something that I expect to sort of come out of that. Like this, The whole thing with bootstrapping this is I can either try and get everything perfect or I can try and get things moving. And I'm going to aim for getting things moving because I trust the people in the Metafilter community who are involved to then – figure out how to get it closer to like an ideal form and you know the sum of their energies versus me just trying to scrape something out of the bottom of a barrel. Like that's a good, that's a good direction to move that, uh, that process in, get it out of my, uh, brain pan and, and into a bunch of other people's hands. Uh, and then, yeah, get them talking about like, how do we, how do we make Metafilter work for the future? How do we make, you know, community and moderation collaboration work well, et cetera. Um, I'm excited about it, and I'm excited for other people to be doing most of it. Ah. Like both of those in, in superposition. That's fair. And that's kind of how I feel about all this transition stuff. It's like, you know, there are possibilities here. There are good things that this can lead to. And also, someone needs to do the doing, and uh, <laughs> it's, right. it's mostly not going to be able to be me. Right. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah. I mean,
1: you're sticking around while this yeah. happens. It's not um, like the, you know, mic drop Matt Howie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you and i have spoken about at length and are not doing so here we're not no
0: we're not we're not this is not the drag matt howie podcast um i yeah i'm still on good terms with matt he's i I like matt i'm i'm glad he's not (laughs) my boss anymore but you know (laughs) Um, yeah. I am in some ways a little bit more sympathetic to I think some of the position he was in while sure. things were you know changing well, back and then. He but moved I, on
1: to Slack and now he's moved on from Slack. Yeah. And I wasn't yeah, sure which what he was doing. He's kind of out of my orbit now. So yeah, but yeah. I,
0: I, don't, I don't know. I I don't think he had a specific plan. But uh, good for him. Um, but yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll get him back on the podcast. It'll be like an all emeritus. Oh my emeritus? god,
1: that would be funny. That
0: would be yeah. And Matt would have no idea what's been going on on Metafilter for several years, and so we can just like make stuff up and convince him it happened.
1: Oh man, can we talk about words that you've only known by reading?
0: Yes, like it, like it, right now specifically.
1: Just I just had one yeah. that I literally just learned about because I heard it on a podcast. Plural of octopus.
0: Uh, octopode octopodes octopi
1: octopodes or octopodes oct- shit now i've forgotten but it's like it's a greek word
0: is it uh, octopodes
1: octopodes yeah octop, top- octop- sh- i shouldn't have gone down this
0: path. <laughs> i like that we've established that it's a problematic word but we did not come prepared. i think it's
1: octopodes it's it's not i always thought it was octopodes and it's maybe, not hundred percent o- not that.
0: I might be octopodes. I'm looking. I can't looking, read IPA. Looking, yeah, so yeah, I know. I'm looking at the IPA, and I was like, I don't know how to. I, I want. I'm. I'm going to lay down my uh, fictional five dollars on octopodes. As I think that uh, the was the reading of this because it's definitely second syllable stress, uh, and that's a schwa in the third, so that's an uh octop uh d's. And yeah, I don't know if that's. Yeah. I don't know if that I and then like little partial triforces a D's uh, Yeah, <laughs> but I had nuts. always
1: thought uh, octopodes. I don't know why. Yeah. But well I did too. It like, doesn't well, come up much.
0: Yeah. I mean it, that that's how you would this is how we learn language, man. You know, we learn new words and we we apply rules that we have like intuited based on other you know words, and we do there so this is a thing this is a fascinating thing about the way kids learn to speak, and why you see a very curious phenomena happen sometimes in early childhood development where a kid may learn an irregular like plural noun or an irregular verb, like you know they might learn they might learn from context that you say, "I went there instead of "I go' i." Uh, go there and then they will later start saying i goed there because at that point they have more incorporated the rules of regularized uh past tense you know conjugation and they've learned that oh you take the verb and then you add a a, a d or an ed sound and that's how you make it so they the sort of unlearn went and i don't know if this is actually true for like the go Sure, sure, sure. But in a general sense. In this general sense. Like, you know, kids will learn the specific thing in isolation from context, and then they'll get a better understanding of sort of the verbal regular rules, and then they'll apply that to create, you know, a, quote, incorrect verb form instead using those regularization rules. And, like, yeah, if you're an English speaker and you're looking at octopodies... Uh, it looks like what do you do when you have a plural that ends with an s or an e s well it's it's a it's you know an octopodes like it's an octopode octopodes, right, and you know that it's like octopus, not octopode, but maybe octopode's just another way of saying octopus, and then you add an s and then you get octopodes, and yeah, okay, sure, you know that's right.
1: It's well, an and people talk normal about normal
0: and, and sort of powerful bit of brain stuff going on there, even if it produces like a wrong answer in some strict sense.
1: That a lot of people thought it was octopi because that's what you would do if the word had Latin roots. Right. And I'm just repeating what I said, like this, or what I heard. This is not anything I know anything about. But sure. I was really interested in that because I was like, oh, yeah, I love learning things even at this age. You know what I mean? Because every yep. now and again, I just worry I can't learn anymore. I don't know if that happens to you or not.
0: I I, I, I worry sometimes about like just not having as much energy for it. But like, no, I'm not worried about my energy.
1: I am just like, worried about my ability of my brain to put anything else in it.
0: <laughs> focus, I worry about. <laughs> I worry about focus. I uh, don't I worry about like, focus. Like I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about my ability to learn stuff, but I am sometimes concerned about my ability to decide to learn something at any sure, given I time. That. If that makes sense, it's like yeah, but I could play Binding of Isaac or reload Twitter or you know worry about things and doesn't stare Twitter at the Twitter reload
1: itself, honestly.
0: Um, they changed it so it doesn't anymore. Like, which is great because it sucked. It was really bad. And then eventually they changed it back because everybody kept saying this sucks. So the now fact you actually that it reloaded
1: to... automatically. So now you yeah. have and to And your actually... stuff
0: would just go away. It's like, where the, where the fuck is the thing I was reading? Oh, Thank very I see much what you saying. So now instead, like, it's like a new comments on a Metafilter thread. Like, you know, you hit a button or you reload the page. To get the or, new stuff. Or oh, that's kind of like nice. Swipe down on mobile.
1: Uh, I rarely look at Twitter on mobile.
0: I, I do it a fair amount. I I do it probably more than I should. Um, like doom scrolling is definitely a thing. Oh, I don't doom scroll at all. I've done better at it. I trimmed some of my feed and and stopped like following like unrel. A lot of people who I didn't really have a real connection to, but I had followed at some point, and then all they do is like just absolutely feel bad on main. Like sure, and like 7. that's a
1: viable way to interact with the world. I it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like it, it, what it does to, is makes my Twitter feed like this place that I'm always going to feel like extremely unhappy. Whereas I prefer to be following people who I have some connection to and talk about like things that are bad and things that are good. Like I want to know like the things you're excited about and the things that went well for you this day or this week, along with the things that are you know difficult or hard or have you upset like right. that mix is a good human thing like that should be there it's not like I just want rainbows and puppies it's just that I want like a normal kind of human balance of like your shit like you you you're as a holistic person and not just like the thing that needs yelling about the most loudly and only that all the time like it's right yeah, it's complicated yeah but I mean, that, yeah that yeah but that's you curate your feed for what you want like
1: Yeah, I mean, I have often gone off about librarian Twitter being an actually nice place to hang out a lot of the time.
0: (laughs) Well, we've probably talked about this, too, but like that's kind of my experience with TikTok, too. Like, I'm pretty sure you can find like messy drama holes to go down on Twitter where people are having like social media beef or yelling at each other. But like it doesn't lend itself to the doom scrolling thing so much. And so I can kind of go there and not worry that it's going to be like fucking up my day the same way that like, you know, looking at my phone first thing in the morning and checking out Twitter could potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's something to be said for. Better jokes there, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like it's kind of it's tricky. I think Twitter does better with uh, the written word. What yeah. with it being a text medium, but that's my that that is one of the things I would say about TikTok. I appreciate that like fucking everybody seems to be trying out material and running with riffs and memes and whatnot. But like, there are some genuinely funny people, and there's a lot of people who are just sort of like doing a real hack night job. And I think I've tuned my Twitter feed to mostly be people who are like when they're trying to be funny, they're very funny, and they also know what they're trying to do rather than just like jumping on the latest. Uh, yeah sort of trend, which is a fun thing about TikTok, but does not always make for quality content from everybody who's Right,
1: right, right. Yet. Did you just say Hacknide?
0: Yes. Hacknide, Hackneyed? hackneyed? How I don't do you know.
1: I was just gonna like, ask. Speaking of,
0: I'm gonna look this up and see if I can uh, um I think it's Hackneyed, which is how I think I originally thought it was, and then at some point I decided to like, oh but maybe it's Hacknide. So yes, Could hackneyed.
1: Be. I can um, see it both ways. All right, good uh, to know. Yeah, let's uh, dive into jobs before we start talking. about Oh sure, about yeah. Other I guess stuff. I guess we
0: could talk about like the website. I, um, I mean, don't get me
1: wrong. <laughs> I like this website. It's fun to talk to
0: you too. <laughs> yes, there are uh, a, a, a couple jobs for March and something from April. Ah, uh, the jobs
1: for March are, or the March and April job are library jobs.
0: Oh and they shit! Look,
1: and they look cool, uh, like this uh the main one is like distinctive collections coordinators, so they 'll oversee operations in villanova university's digitization lab, which looks the coolest and If I lived nearer by i would <laughs> I would love it. I had a friend who did that kind of a job at Boston Public Library, and oh my gosh, it was just a happy place, and then they are also hiring for uh, an entrepreneurial and technologically adept distinctive collections librarian slash archivist, which is basically kind of working that stuff out with kind of some of their rare and special collection uh, materials. Salaries are not public, uh, so... Uh, but yeah. um, it just, it looks really cool. Uh, yeah. Both of those look really
0: cool. There's also a listing from a uh, flock of Cynthia Birds, who is... Looking to get submissions for women's writing for an anthology, fifteen to 5,000 word uh, pieces, 1,500, I should say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works and like it that, pays. That, uh,
0: yeah. And quarterly deadlines, one for June, one for September. Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're a uh, woman and you're a writing. Boom.
1: And the deadlines aren't super quick. So, you know, one's yeah. on the natural world coming up and then toxic workplaces in September. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just looks cool. So yeah, Yeah. if you're a writer and you like to write about uh, personal essays, if you're written by women, great, do it. Relatable voices, engaging stories.
0: All right, uh, projects. Let's see, when did we record? I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to duplicate. So this went up March 7th, last... And
1: I feel like we recorded it like three days before, three or four. Yeah, so
0: something like that, so... So stuff from the first or second we might have covered already. Anyway. Um, but yes, other stuff since then. Uh, I have not been paying as much attention to the <laughs> podcast queue this last month. This is the running theme. is like, well, you know, I've been busy. Um, so I'm trying to remind myself what I have seen.
1: Well, the thing that really interested me, like I was talking sort of on the pre-roll. Jim and I saw this um movie called The Reason I Jump which is a uh, documentary nominally about kids with uh, autism and it's a little interesting and tricky because uh, the kids in this movie are all nonverbal and some of them interact using facilitated communication which is not a scientifically supported method of doing things and there have been you know abuse allegations whatever and these kids are doing fine like they're with you know they're with their people and they're they're well supported but it was it raised a lot of thoughts because you know essentially it was based on this book that was quote-unquote written by a nonverbal autistic kid who uh used facilitated communication and so what a lot of people said about the book was "Eh, this is really a lot more about their parents Eh." but like the cloud atlas guy did the, I believe, English translation, and he was involved. He's got an autistic kid, and, you know, he's interested in this idea, and so the movie isn't just about this. The documentary is not just about this one kid, but it uses that as a little bit of a sort of a background. But the reason I'm talking about this at all is... Um, You know, Jim's son is schizophrenic and not nonverbal at all, but very lateral in ways that are a little bit difficult to kind of figure out what the best way to talk to him about things are. And, you know, Jim's very lucky because Kid is happy and healthy and uh, um, which is not always true with people who have schizophrenia at the level that he does, but... You know, figuring out techniques to communicate stuff when you need to communicate something that's important is sort of always a challenge. And so I was really interested in um, this project by Lily Tatiana, who was the writer for um, writing about this idea of a, uh, like a VR schizophrenia simulator. Yeah. And... um, you know it's a it's a it's a thing talking about um i haven't read through the entire essay but basically you know it, it's sort of interesting you know i went to a psychiatrist who told me that people with schizophrenia were not usually worried that they had schizophrenia which is something my therapist tells me frequently about the things that i think are wrong with me She's like, if you're that concerned that you have the thing, you probably don't have the thing. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, an interesting, um, an interesting idea. Uh, Tanya basically entered this sort of VR simulator thing and um, came across this thing called Goliath, which is like a VR experience that Tilda Swinton narrates of all the things. Huh. Um but that has one person t- talking about schizophrenia and also kind of uh, encountering it. So it's an essay about what uh, what that experience was like, which I just, you know, I'm always interested in different ways to approach that, that idea, right? Yeah. The people who are like very neuroatypical trying to find ways to understand what they sensorily experience to try and figure out if there's ways that you can achieve better communication. And, you know... Facilitated communication, not a thing that works, but it was. It did come up in this movie, and it made me think about that idea, but not that solution.
0: Yeah, um, I, I looking over the project pages. There's several things I'm excited about. One thing that I liked uh, is this niche video game content. But uh, Ignignacht uh, started a blog called Anointed. Uh, which is about uh, the game Noida or Noida. I've heard people pronounce it different ways. I like Noida, it's got a nice flow to it. But it's, it's a great little game where you are like a wizard making your way down and down and down through the earth and various temples to try and, you know, probably defeat some huge evil at the end. But I've never actually gotten there because it's very hard. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a like, roguelike ish thing where you're like doing this wizard fighting with a wand killing beasts and collecting treasure and collecting more wand parts and switching from one wand to another. And the wands can do all sorts of different weird little explosive and projectile and, and elemental damage effects. Uh, One of the most common ways to die in Noida is to kill yourself with your own wand
1: just by it's, accident? Yeah. Or because it's, it's, you've just had it and you have to like go use the bathroom or no, something?
0: No, 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 no. By accident. Like you accidentally blow yourself up or set yourself on fire or drop the ceiling on yourself or, you know, set off some Rube Goldbergian set of effects that leads to, you know, magma pouring out of the ceiling onto you. Um, it's a it's a chaotic and wonderful weird little game. And so sort of documenting it seems like a good call. And that's what Ignite Noct is doing. And I'm very glad about that neat Um,
1: i like the idea as as somebody who now spends far too much time playing samantle which we'll talk about (laughs) when we get to that part of the show um i really like this project by a my name is um, which is basically spelling b that new york times game except not that um with their own word lists and uh more food and plants, fewer chemicals and fish, and no words that would embarrass anyone playing with their children. Free, no ads, no shared data, just for fun. And I just thought it was great. And not only that, but, you know, A, my name is, is in the thread being like, oh, hey, I'm so glad you liked it. Like, just, I don't know. I always appreciate it when people are, like, interactive.
0: Yeah. And 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 it it, it had come up to, um, like, they had dropped – uh, us aligning the contract form specifically because of some discussion about Wordle or whatever on the blue, and being like, would it be okay to mention this in the like Yeah, no, do that, please hey, go make a projects post, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yay, the system worked. Uh, but yes, they were being very conscientious about it, and uh, I appreciate that. And also, yeah, no, absolutely go for it, and they did, and yay. Um, I uh,
1: just clicked the link for Dobbs's uh hermit crab pictures. Oh yeah, and now I am in love. So wow. cute, the hermit crabs of Paradise Cove, Vanuatu, and they're just gorgeous pictures. Basically, Dobbs lived uh, there for a couple months, I think, is what he said before uh, the pandemic, and uh, took some pictures. And uh, yeah, basically, I I believe we mentioned the tool sheds that he took pictures of before. So. Yeah. Yes, very good photographs. Nice little uh nice little page.
0: And get your crab content. Today yeah. in crabs. Yeah. Um I like this uh from range. Uh he did a recording himself. Um see he he wrote programmer performing audio engineer video editor. I feel like he could have just said put recordist. Um but <laughs> He recorded himself playing uh, six uh, different tracks on his trumpet and used uh, audio editing to change the sound of them to cover a broader range of uh, brass sextet instruments. Because he So what if playing. trumpets
1: but not trumpets?
0: Well, yeah, like record trumpets, but some of them you turn into like, like tuned down to like being like a uh, – a trombone or a flugelhorn, or uh, I don't remember if he did uh, euphonium in there, maybe tuba, but you know, these all, all these brass instruments, like, you know, part of the deal with them is they cover a broad range of voicings. And so they're each like, you know, higher and lower, like, you know, violin, viola, cello, bass, et cetera. Um, but what he did is like, Hey, I can't get together to play with my group because there's a fucking pandemic. And so I'm going to play with a sextet of instruments with just my trumpet and some clever uh, editing. Uh, and the resulting is a very nice sounding brass piece that he recorded with himself. Um, I enjoyed listening to it and I liked, I liked the uh, sort of idea behind it. It's great.
1: Neat. Yay, finding ways to do music. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Jemmy's uh, Hedgehogs.
0: Yes. <laughs> Those are adorable.
1: Little pokey boys. Yeah.
0: A good frog in there too. Yeah. I guess we should say making ceramics and uh metal sculpture stuff is is what Jemmy's doing. It's a project that's rounding up that work that she's been doing.
1: Right, right. All during during pandemic time. I think uh I mean, I think a lot of that is is kind of the theme right so we should we should encourage people more specifically if you put something together during the pandemic or you are doing it now or whatever we would probably be interested in uh seeing your stuff and uh you should share that that would be cool
0: I feel like everybody's got uh no, uh, this is me talking about a meme from a show that's not been on the air for a little while, but a Ben Wyatt holding up a doll and saying, "Could a depressed person make this?" <laughs> uh, but I feel like all of us are Ben Wyatt, and you know what? If you've been fucking making something, yeah, show it off. I don't, well, and everybody knows like, ah. him
1: as like that Succession guy now.
0: Well, This is really interesting. I love Adam Scott. I've like uh, he uh, he's great, and I haven't uh, Severance, not Succession. Right? Oh, right. Uh, but I haven't watched Severance at all yet, and is now succession I feel like a I've different re- re- show. That's succession is a different show. That's the one with like Brian Cox and everybody wants daddy's money. Um, I guess I've never watched any of succession, but it felt sort of like inescapable for, for a while. Um, No severance is a different show that I know nothing about. And don't tell me because I want to watch it because it's got, it's got Adam Scott in it and it's got fucking Christopher Walken in it. How have I not watched this show? Which is
1: the one. I think it's possible. (laughs) Which is the one that has Macaulay Culkin's little brother.
0: Uh, that is Succession.
1: So I should have been watching Severance this whole time, and I thought it was the same show.
0: (laughs) Did someone really sell you on Severance, and then you started watching Succession? I
1: saw people talking about Severance, and I was like, oh, I wish I could watch that show, but it turns out it's disgusting, because I watched, like, the first four minutes of Succession, and I couldn't do anything with it. (laughs) Oh, Josh, thank you so much. (laughs) I mean, there's something tiny and broken in my brain (laughs) it's it's really funny like i see it occasionally come up where there are two things that are semantically stuck together that are not the same you know what i mean and i can't differentiate them until something happens and so succession and severance i was convinced were the same thing Oh, this is so great, Josh. I've got a TV show that I can watch now that I thought I couldn't. I didn't remember Adam Scott being in the... Oh, this is going to be so good. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm I'm glad to have accidentally solved that problem for you. I can also say that
1: since I am looking at the Severance um, Wikipedia page, I noticed that it is starring 10 actors, only one of which, a woman, is not... um, does not have a Wikipedia page. So maybe I'll do that tonight.
0: Oh, interesting. Nice.
1: Yeah, Jen Tollock. Do you know who that is? Not a fan. Alright. Oh. I thought you said not a fan, and I was like, uh sorry. <laughs>
0: not a fan. <laughs> no, thank you. More like Jen Bollocks. Uh, um uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. You're right. so weird uh, <laughs> I'm especially weird right now. Um Uh, One more project I will mention, and then we're 45 minutes into the episode. We should probably get to the rest of the site.
1: I mean. Um,
0: I mean, or not. Who knows? Um, Anyway, this, uh, this is something that I am excited to mess with and have not touched it yet, but this is from Raumi. It's Guess the AI Jukebox Artist, which is a great setup because AI Jukebox is this thing that will use basically machine learning to try and make up additional content after some source clip. So you give it some of a song, and it'll try and keep making that song. Um, oh. And this I feel like that has come up on the blue before. So
1: wait, um, I have these ten second clips from the throat singing concert I went to last night. Could I feed them into this robot and it would just give me a longer song?
0: You can certainly try. I have no Ooh. idea what to do. I, I I don't think I ever played with it very much, but Ooh. I like the idea. So anyway, Raoum Singh was like, okay, let's take this and make it like, you know, a quiz. Like, okay, let's name that tune based on I think the content after the part that already existed.
1: Oh, I see. So the AI made this song. What did it start out as?
0: Yeah, like you you give it like whatever, 10 seconds, and then it goes on for another minute or whatever. Like if you only listen to that stuff it generated without the initial stuff, can you figure out? I think that's the idea here. Um, But I'll play with it because I'm uh, I'm delighted by this notion. I Uh, love it. So go around me. Um, Cool. And that's it. I'll stop talking about projects. We should talk about Metafilter.
1: Fine. Metafilter proper or ask
0: Metafilter? Uh, Metafilter proper.
1: I can never remember.
0: I I believe you and I refuse to believe you is like the weird like Schrodinger box I've had to just make my peace with on the subject of this. Like I, I have all kinds of weird, you know, mental blind spots and odd things. So it's like I have no trouble believing you. Absolutely. That like, oh, yeah, no, I believe you that we do it. But, you know, I don't know. And like. Okay, I buy that, but also that's so weird. That's so weird. And I think it's partly because I What are you have... talking about? The order that we do the sub sites.
1: Oh, that like, I can't remember them?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like it's it's so odd to me. Like it's such Like
1: I told you, there's a very tiny part of my brain that doesn't work. And and that's part of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know my I'm, left from my right i don't know east from west i don't know succession from severance and i don't know what order we do the podcast in and i cannot remember
0: well and that's part of things like it doesn't matter right like who fucking cares i care because like i've decided that that's the direction we go through it in but i mean there's the probably
1: that, parts of my life where things i don't know like this matter but this is not one of them yeah, for yeah me. this is like absolutely and I don't fucking even incidental. Think the listeners care
0: yeah, because just- you know actually I'm gonna I'm gonna say I bet the degree to which listeners care depends on the listener and there are probably people who have just as much of a oh but what's the structure gonna be thing
1: you know that, that is some true part of my
0: brain has and then probably a lot of people are like no it just has a matter you just talk about the site it's fun
1: yeah um, it's funny because I've been listening I think I told you this last month like listening to more podcasts that are new to me and some of which have segments and. You know, come to think of it, I don't know the order they come in there either. Like, I don't know, like, there's like a main segment, and then there's some little other segments, and I don't remember what order they're in. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, good. So, I made a post this month, and I'm going to make another one probably this week. But... This one, based on the podcast that I like to listen to, was this goofy thing that happened in the 1950s where this advertising executive was trying to find like a gimmick to get people to buy more oatmeal. And so they bought some land in the Yukon in Canada and then printed up deeds to a square inch of this (laughs) land that they bought, put it inside oatmeal. And it was supposed to also uh, be promoting this, like, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon show. And then they had these deeds, and they gave them away to children everywhere. And so the land really existed, but, like, the deeds didn't really go to any particular part of the land, but it became this really interesting sensation And, um, you know, you can buy those deeds now on eBay for 40 bucks sometimes. And uh, it was just a funny thing that I heard about that there wasn't actually a lot uh, on the internet about, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, There is uh, (laughs) the Idle Game of the Month uh, post, I'm going to say, is this is something that Loquacious posted. It's just a game called Idle Breakout where you – Buy more balls to bounce around and break bricks automatically to earn coins to buy more balls to break more bricks, et cetera, et cetera. Very simple. Either you like that sort of goofy thing or you don't. I if love you do, go play it So yeah, go check it out the, like the thread. I don't like bullet hell. Well, it's not it's not bullet hell because like bullet hell means you're having to actually uh, dodge bullets, whereas this is Idol all about breaking bullets. Good. Yeah, it's 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 an idle game. It's uh, I would say it's not even a clicker, really. There's not that much clicking involved. Um, but anyway, it's good. It's a fun dorky time, and it led to a bunch of discussion, uh, including at the tail end of the thread, I wrote like a micro essay on you know design or lack thereof in in idle games based on sort of people talking about what did and didn't work and whatnot. But uh, it's a it's that good old let's play some video games on the internet and then complain about them together in a like happy way sort of thing. yay that's
1: fun it's been nice to see the around more too yeah uh i like this post by uh storyboard um talking about plain language it's a animated oh, yeah an animated guide and it's one of those things that i think a lot of us who are like hyper verbal you know hey i like to talk i like to write i like to explain things whatever don't often think that there are ways you can make your language more straightforward um, using, you know, simpler sentences, more basic vocabulary and clearer structure so that more people can understand it. And I, I first yeah. got introduced to this um, because I pay a little bit of attention to uh, like plain language Wikipedia. I mean, they call it, like, simple Wikipedia, but it's also, like, plain language Wikipedia. And, um, you know, it's really interesting if there's a topic on Wikipedia that, like, is just over my damn head. Sometimes I can find the plain language version of the simple version and at least get enough to know what I need to know about it. You know what I mean? And so this is just an animated guide to... um, how to do it and you can toggle switches to see sort of the difference between these things and you know i i, I feel like it's really useful i i am definitely a discursive writer and uh josh maybe you are too
0: <laughs> maybe maybe uh, <laughs> But
1: but that's fine for many things. But it isn't always if I'm trying to get yeah. ideas across in a way that uh, is clear to as many people as possible. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, like to to sort of like pull several threads together. There really, this is something that came up explicitly when we were working on the newer site guidelines and and that document. I was just those reading pages. those
1: again and marveling yeah. at how good they are.
0: Yeah, and, like, the, the 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 first draft of them was uh, a little bit wordiger and a little bit less focused on concision and plain language. And that is something uh, that folks on the site were like, hey, it would be great to, like, make this more, like, not, like, college essay text. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it was still, you know, there was ticks there. And some of that was, like, you know, my my tendency in writing. Like, it wasn't just my work, but, you know, I I was part of that. Um, And that's something that Loop actually focused on in part in some of the rewrite that we did when we rolled out the uh, revised version of it It was like, okay, yeah, let's focus on sort of get the idea across and let's make the language plain and readable um, and more accessible to everybody so that the guidelines are more useful in a very direct way. So
1: yeah. Well, I, I was just looking at them again because somebody referred to them in a Metatalk thread and I was like, oh yeah, these are pretty good. Like they should be yeah. more front and center even because I do think they, they sum up a lot of tricky aspects decently yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Um, here is a thread that uh, I think the thread is better than the study it links to basically, uh, but this was going around that day on the internet of some scientists doing a study showing that mushrooms may communicate with each other using up to 50, like, word-like patterns, which like, is a very it's a, exciting It's a spore-based thing,
1: to... thing, right? Or is it not a spore-based thing?
0: It's uh, some some sort of thing. I don't know. Did I, you
1: read the article?
0: I did not read the article. I got to the point where people were complaining about the article not being very good before I got around to the reading it part. Ah! So <laughs> so then I was like, you know what, I'll come back when someone's like, hey, here's a good follow-up to that. Um, basically it sounds like maybe like this is a, a bit of a reach of a conclusion based on what may or may not be meaningful stuff, but sure. also it was a lot of fun to have a thread joking about mushrooms. So, um, I, I enjoyed the thread and Etrigan got in with the first comment, which with exactly the comment I thought of, which is the Tumblr meme about, uh, you cannot kill me in a way that matters, um, from like, someone I haven't seen Etrigan around in a while. Uh, they just recently uh, came back, actually. Fantastic! Um, so there you go. Neat. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed that thread. It was fun.
1: Cool. Um, study is and- probably
0: bunk. What? Study is probably bunk. Thread is fun.
1: Well, and there's probably something to the study, but maybe not that, right? Yeah.
0: And and one of the things people talk about is like the context of it, which is nice. Like you can learn about sort of some of the surrounding situation and previous work by the guy and, and whatnot. A couple of people had good sort of professional opinions on why specifically the bunk might have occurred.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's like, it's, it's educational. It's,
1: it's, I love being around a whole bunch of like smart people like that. Right. Yep. Ah, oh, so lucky. So lucky we are. Um. So I promised I would get back to talking about Samantha. And here I am. Jim's post. <laughs> Is about Sumantle, which is actually a uh, word game that you're going to hate. And I'm sorry I told you about it. But Are you
0: talking me specifically? No.
1: I'm talking okay, to you, the listener. Because I, like, I have opinions.
0: Okay, good. Please do, continue.
1: Do you hate it, though?
0: Uh, no, but I have feelings about it. But oh, I, good. I, I bet you yes. do. Yes.
1: Um, but but it's made by uh, Novalis underscore DT, who's a me fight, who's not around that much, but around a little bit. And I essentially- did not catch that. Oh, really? He's in the thread.
0: Yeah, that's great. I don't think I saw this thread.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, because Semantle's been around, I mean, I think it's been around, what, like 70 days now so far, 70 some odd days. And essentially the idea is you have to guess the secret word. It's kind of like, you know, like we all enjoy stuff like Wordle, but it uses um, semantic closeness Um, using this word to VEC thing, which I'm sure you can talk about more at length based on sort of a corpus of like news articles. And so you type in a word and then you get a number back that tells you how close that word is to the secret word. And then if you're in the zone of within a thousand words of the secret word, you get like a little green bar kind of, and that's close. And then the goal is to be, you know, to guess the secret word and often the secret word is like a word that's got kind of multiple meanings you know like bank or something like that yeah um so that you can come to it from one direction or you can come to it from a completely different direction like one one day yeah, like recently river
0: would do well with bank and so with money but like river yeah. and money have fucking nothing to do with each other so
1: right and and if you get if you're if you're going in the river direction you might be like river alluvial sand silt stones fish you know and all of those are just like not you know they're they're scoring a little bit but if you also knew um, you know, money, storage, vault, safe, whatever, it would help you narrow down what was like, it's actually kind of fun to try and do it with someone else. Like a lot of times (laughs) Jim and I, and it's new word every day. Yeah, And you know, there's a little share link where you can, you know, share your stuff socially if you want to. There's a Reddit, uh, Group that I actually spend time in, no one is more surprised than me at this. <laughs> also, I found somebody on uh, Reddit who's just talking terrible shit about me very recently. Oh wow! Yeah, like uh, regarding something I said on Metafilter ten years ago.
0: Yeah, uh, well. Yep. Tricky sorry.
1: Tricky. Uh, it was weird though. I'm not used to that anymore. Yeah. They think I wrote my yeah. own Wikipedia page. That kind of thing. Just. <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it was, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the paradox of Reddit. It was you, right? all like, I could do to content, not be good. like,
1: I'm right fucking here. Like, yeah. do you want to talk? Here's my phone number. Like, we're friends. So at any rate, Jim made this yeah. post. And then a lot of people talked about how they did on the various days or how they felt about it. And I love it. I have to tell you, like, I hate love it. There's a new word every day at 8 p.m. my time. If I'm lucky I can flail around and get the answer within like half an hour and my average number of guesses is a hundred. Yeah. Just it's it's wacky.
0: I, I have won it a couple times and lost it several more times. Um
1: Well you don't ever lose it, you give up. Well,
0: right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean like, I, I don't mean that well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't compared, mean like, to be
1: a dick about it, I'm just saying. No, no, like, no,
0: but it's a good comparison. Like, that's one of the things that's interesting about it. Is, like, with Wordle, you've got six guesses, and if you didn't get there, boom, you're out of guesses. Samantle, no such constriction. You can guess a thousand times if you want. I feel like I give up when I'm starting to feel like that's what I'm going to do. Um, like, I feel good if I get up into like the high 900s out of a thousand, and then I'm like, okay, I've, I've basically won. Like getting the actual word would be like bonus points, but like you know, I did a good job of thinking about word associations. Right, good for me.
1: Well, and so what are um, your thoughts about it? Because I mean, there's some like Bayesian nonsense going on on the back end, and I kind of think that's your middle name.
0: The 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 te- the technology, the the word to vec approach is really cool. and It's a very clever way to do it. I I I'm gonna link to a Twitter thread I wrote uh, like a week or two ago. Oh, somehow I missed this. I
1: feel like I follow um, you on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I post, you know. A lot. Lots of stuff. I don't know. Um, anyway, my, my thoughts summed up were there were basically, like, I like Sumantle, and it's also very frustrating because the way you have to try and find your way to the actual answer, the actual target word, is different from how we as humans do word association. And this is the brilliant sure. thing about Word2Vec is you can feed it a corpus of words, and it will create this big, high-dimensional, like, vector space of uh, – associated words and how they're related to each other, but it's not doing it in a thoughtful way. It's doing it in a very computational way. And this is, this is what computational linguistics is great for being able to deal with a million words instead of like 50. Um, you know, you can actually like let the computer do a bunch of stuff, but it has those limitations. And the thing with word to VEC is it comes up with a set of associations that are not always going to, be intuitive to humans, and it is not going to make some of the associations that will be intuitive to humans. Well,
1: that is the thing that I think everybody, like, you know, one from a couple of days ago, might have been yesterday, but whatever it is, it's not today, was, um, I don't think it's today, well, it won't be by the time this is posted, is, um, it was the word bar, right? And alcohol didn't score in the top thousand
0: uh. words,
1: because... You don't use the word alcohol a lot of times when you're talking about a bar in conventional speak, but everybody knows there's alcohol in a bar. That's exactly yeah. the purpose of a bar. But yeah, yeah it, it's funny it's, to yeah, watch. It's a
0: good example of a word that has like a very strong cultural association that it's hard for us to play down because like bar also exists in a whole bunch of other contexts. And right? Like, yeah. Um, whereas if the word was alcohol, bar would probably score fairly well because, right, in the context of alcohol, bar does get used a lot um i I think like that's one of the things is I don't think the way this works would necessarily lead to totally symmetrical distributions of commonality right right right, uh, right. but this this is this is the point where I start reaching past my general dilettante familiarity with like word 2 and and some of the computational stuff into like, oh well, now I'm just making assumptions that I have not tested um right. but anyway it's well, yeah' and, it's-
1: and David Turner, who's Novalis underscore d t you know he it's been interesting watching him iterate. You know, watching the game get better or yeah. the stats get different. I mean, it's still doing the same thing, but he's, like, changed the front end a little bit. And he yeah. he actually made a version that he just mentioned in the Reddit uh, group where you can, like, give someone a Samantle with a word you've chosen. Oh, neat. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I want to see somebody get engaged now. that way, right? <laughs> I could totally see me doing that to Jim, right? Just, you know.
0: Yeah, but then what if they just can't fucking exactly. solve it? Exactly. So frustrated like this is like, this is the kiss cam gone wrong thing, but for, like, nerdy internet vocab games.
1: Right, 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 right. But the thread um, is fun, and, you know, it's it's often fun to, like, introduce people to it if it's the kind of thing they like because there yeah. aren't a lot of things like this that I Well,
0: and of. yeah, that's the thing. I think you'll kind of know after like one, maybe two. Like I, I concluded it's the kind of thing I like and also I'm not going to make a regular habit of playing it because I find it too frustrating to not be able to uh, like find my way to the end or everyone's while to find my way to a start. This is one of the things about Semantle like it's such a broad category of all semantic content in common language. Right. Um, so... Pick the pick something that's close enough to it. That you're like, oh, it's something like this that can. I've I've gotten thirty guesses without like getting into like the top thousand before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, me too. Where the fuck am I going? Like, okay, well, it's not like a horse, and it's not like God, and it's not. It's like not like, like democracy.
1: I mean, yes. I'm always like fish, <laughs> democracy, building office, lunch, green, um, street. Yeah, like I have yeah. like a set of things that I tend to use to cast a wide net.
0: I was speculating maybe in that Twitter thread, maybe in a uh, different Twitter thread about Samantha, um, about the idea of being able to like come up with like good, like twelve good guesses or fifteen good guesses that would like be distributed throughout the relation space in such sure. a way that like one of them would always be within a thousand. Like you know how many how many would it have to be, and how doable even is that? Is right. a question that I invite someone else to do the work to figure out because I'm not gonna
1: right, but, but it's uh, so interesting. Could.
0: Yeah, and I, somebody probably is. Like I just I haven't been looking for the answers either. But uh, anyway, yes, Samantha, it's great and terrible. Yeah, um, and I thank you, Jim,
1: it. for making that post
0: because he um, told me he's like to... I made a post
1: about it. And I'm like that game's been around for like a month already, but apparently no one. Yeah, posted
0: you know, about you it. yeah, it's these things you know, need to get up and around. Yeah. Word of mouth. I I made a I've made a few posts and I'm happy about that because I like making posts about things I like. But I want to mention this post specifically because it was just a little thing from a book I was reading called. Uh, uh, it's an artwork called "A Hundred Boots," which is like a 51 photograph. F- photo essay by a woman named Eleanor Anton made in the early 1970s. Ah. It it's just a bunch of pictures, black and white pictures, of a bunch of rubber boots in a bunch of staged setups. I assumed
1: um, it was going to be 100 pictures of a pair of boots, and this is not what I was expecting. Nope. Man, nope. this and it's, is
0: it, cool. It, 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 it's delightful. It, 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 it's it a very fun project, and there's some good context for it. How cards, did you but,
1: find out about this originally?
0: Um, I was it? reading a book recently on 60s and 70s art. I was just I've books been sort of di- the di- best dipping.
1: source for internet posts, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Art art books are good because like they won't spend enough time on anything I find interesting, but then there's the internet. So it's like, oh okay, here's a hundred ideas, none of which you've covered to my satisfaction, but that's because you're a book and not the entire internet. Um so yeah, I went and found this and put together a post. Um and then I'd mention it not like like the post is nice, you know, go look at it. But uh, Christy showed up and asked a bunch of interesting questions about it. And then Duende showed up and provided answers to some of those via uh, her grandfather who or their grandfather who uh, I think was directly involved in some of the production of it. Ah! Um, so it's like it's like a five comment thread, but it's got this fantastic fucking. That is great. In it. Yeah. So that was that speaking of smart people hanging around on the site well, and exactly. saying cool things. Um, so I thought that was kind of great.
1: And then uh, Lapolia at the end uh, was saying, "Oh, she was my teacher at UCSD. I was I was in a film she made about Rasputin." What? Yes. Nice. Yes. So cool. Yeah, that's um, great.
0: One one more Metafilter post for me briefly. Uh, a short story, one of the many bits of sci-fi brainwain has been posting. Uh, this one is a story called "Tomorrow's Dictator." Uh, and I thought it was very good and I enjoyed reading it and I think other people would enjoy reading it too that's it it's a short story so talking about it all feels like getting into spoiler territory but uh, I also enjoyed your
1: Scrabble post which I feel like I don't even have to mention just tell people to go freaking read it it was awesome I was literally (laughs) playing Scrabble when I saw this post
0: (laughs) I very much thought of you when I was making it (laughs) Um, but that's that's me for Metafilter any else on the blue or do you want to go on to no I think that's it for me Okay. Hit it hit it hard on ask. This is all on you, I think. Oh great. I don't know if I have anything.
1: Um well, uh, Beach, or at least this is how I pronounce their username, um, is like, I gotta go to a funeral. Uh I'm autistic. I really, you know, don't know how to talk to these people, and I could really use a lot of advice. Thanks. You know, because basically uh you know they're not super close to this person but just the aunt was kind of a pill to them once a long time ago but really wants to push through that and do good at the funeral and um it's just a very nice compassionate thread of people talking about ways to handle the stuff that is hard about this kind of uh social communication and yeah. I'm I'm always happy when when people do a great job. There's a great long comment by Jane the Brown. Uh haven't heard yet um how it went, but uh Beech, please uh let us know how it went. But you know, funerals are hard and complicated funerals are harder. And I could I, I asked a very similar question about I don't even remember what it was but it was it was a you know grieving etiquette question and you know there's lots of people who have been there and so it's really nice to uh have people uh be able to help you out i think yeah uh oh my god this there's a great um there's a great uh library um question that 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 wound up not having like the result so it's uh, by uh, Padua Soy, and basically somebody's clearing out the house her parents lived in there's a copy of this magazine somebody wrote page 29 on the cover page 29 wasn't there how do they figure out what was on there And um, they wound up writing to uh, Library and Archives Canada, who wrote back what was on the page, and it wasn't necessarily anything specific. (laughs) So... (laughs) I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting quest. I had hoped, you know, because like with a lot of these library things, I'm like, well, I have access to a lot of stuff. Maybe I'll be the one who can help. I had nothing here, but I was interested to see kind of how it, how it worked or, uh, you know, didn't work, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Dobbs has another one of these kind of perennial... Uh, ask me questions that are always good. Like, what's the best blah? Yeah. I liked it. It's got 100 answers, 200 favorites. I think I mentioned what I thought the best. I don't even know what I had opinions about anymore. Uh, Oh, yeah. Bag Balm. My old Kindle, which I think is good. The pens that I like and the clogs that I like. Um, But everybody's got, you know, good recommendations for what they think the best is and why they think it's the best. And uh, it's really good. It's a really good thread.
0: Let's see. You know... um... The, this is, no, fuck it. Yes? Gonna, yes? Well, I was going to make a joke about the song, you're the best around, not as ever going to super, and then I realized I didn't know anything about other than that chorus. I don't
1: know that song I, at all, I don't think.
0: I, it looks like maybe it's by Joe Esposito, and it looks like it was on the Karate Kid soundtrack. Um It's only in my head because it's part of uh, a song off one of the Neil rega mouth
1: that fucking albums. guy.
0: Uh, I love that guy. I know. I love those albums, um, but I won't talk about it again right now. I'll wait till the next album comes out. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually, I did have a couple of questions, though. I can actually, I can participate in this bit. It turns out one of, of them. is I can. just Like the look of? Well, I know I can. I'm, I'm saying I, I feel like I brought stuff. Yay! Let's go me. Uh, Nosilla asked about. Yeah, you know, they're looking for sounds that shout their gender. Like the idea that there is like a, a, a macho or a femme, like sound feeling. With, oh, with interesting. In like, I didn't see that. Not in like this. an objective way, but sure, like, you sure, know, sure. just, you know, it's like, what, you know, what, what are what, sounds what that feel that
1: masculine or feel feminine yeah. to you?
0: Yeah. Which is like, you know, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question because like, there is so much like association we do with sort of, gender coding that we don't even fucking think about a lot of the time uh that like yeah this yeah anyway so i, I thought it was an interesting sort of uh trip into that uh sort of phonetic and and sort of semantic territory psychosemantic sure let's say that mm. um psycholinguistic maybe psycholinguistic
1: maybe. is a real word Psychosemantic yeah. probably is, but I...
0: psychosemantic ca- attic insane. Uh, what's that from? What, what the fuck did I? Do? It's, like it's something from a fucking song. Psycho-Semantic attic insane. It's like maybe it's a Cypress Hill thing or sounds
1: a... like Cypress Hill.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google psychosemantic attic insane. Please talk about another question.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, I was interested, and in, specifically since we were talking about octopodes, um, there is uh. An absolutely unrelated Ask Metafilter question by Dorothy Hawk about interpreting what uh, Maimonides says about uh, charity. Basically, somebody putting together a financial plan. It'll involve giving away money. You know, they're unobservantly Jewish, but they really like the whole idea of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this word, tzedakah? Tzedakah? Um, Maybe somebody can tell me, but just about, about how to give to charity. Basically, you know, like the, there's different levels of charitable giving and, uh, you know, they're trying to kind of figure out how to, you know, some of these are like, for instance, mutual anonymity, to give to the poor without knowing to whom one gives and without the recipient knowing from who he received, and so figuring out how to do that. And so there's a lot of interesting. And as I've said, I've been reading all these rabbi books. I'm interested in, uh, you know, different parts of Judaism. Uh, rabbi Small in the books is really into Maimonides. And um, there's just people's reflection on how how that's supposed to work and how you could make it work for you. Um, yeah. Uh, that I enjoyed because charitable giving is the thing that I think about. I told you about our weekly babka that we do,
0: yeah. <laughs> still going. Every time you mention that, I want Bobca again. Still
1: going strong. Well, maybe Josh, when you fully extricated yourself from this messy octopodes of MetaFilter, we can uh, we can talk Bobca. Um, sure, maybe so. But yeah, um, just thinking thinking about charitable giving and thinking about how to how to make that work for you is uh, to me a really interesting uh, topic. And people came in with some really good ideas.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, it was Prodigy, by the way. It was the Prodigy ah. song, Breathe. And it turns out, this is an absolute revelation to me, because I never paid any attention to this, the lyric is not psychosomatic attic insane, which is, I'd always somehow decided it involved being in an attic, like maybe that's in the belfry. Mm-hmm. It's it's psychosomatic addict insane, which also oh, works that actually thematically makes more sense the even. Yeah. Right? So, uh. okay. It's like, okay. Um.
1: Another list-generating question. Ah. Uh... Let's think about outdoor art installations. Um, Syndigo basically wants to find uh, outdoor exhibitions that they can see in the summer. Nice. What are your favorites? And there's a nice list of places you can go and look at art outside. And I got to mention my favorite, the Lemon Fair Sculpture Park up here in rural Vermont. Excellent. Don't know why it's called Lemon Fair, but... uh, (laughs) Jim and I found it by accident when we were like just going and looking at towns. It was really cool.
0: Nice. Uh, well, I have an art question as well. Uh, this was a question from uh, Ando at MP. This is one of those usernames I've never actually tried to parse other than visually. I don't. Um,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. But, but yeah, uh, I remember this one. Sorry, go on.
0: Yeah, the question is like, you know, have there been art shows where the art just didn't exist? Uh, where you know the, the text of the questions, you know like you know empty picture frames, projectors that aren't running, stands for sculptures that aren't actually on those stands, and then descriptions of the art, uh, which is an interesting question. And like it made me think of a bunch of stuff, but nothing that was like specifically that. Um, but uh, you know, I, I called out a couple of things that I was familiar with, and a bunch of people had other things, including one mention was like you know the Museum of Non Visible Art, which is like. I think about as on the money as anything in here, but there's a bunch of good examples of like, yeah, these are this way of thinking about sort of deconstructing the notion of like a physical art piece in place. Like people have done lots of things in that general territory. Like the idea of doing something to sort of like comment on or expand away from, you know, the assumptions you make about, you know, objects on the walls or sitting on stands in a right, right, right. Um, So there's a bunch of basically there's a bunch of cool stuff that people ended up mentioning in the comments. And I thought that was uh, fun. It's a fun question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Conceptually really interesting. Uh, I liked a lot of these responses to this question by Juby, basically thinking about uh, hunter gatherers and, you know, once they were done catching their wildebeest or whatever they were doing, like, did they have more free time? Did they have more fun? Like, obviously, they, you know, died earlier, had more diseases. But, you know, let's talk about quality of life. Has modern day civilization actually made our life worse? And there's a lot of, um, you know, sort of feedback about that and other things you might want to read. And, you know, Jared Diamond calling farming the worst mistake in human history. Um, (laughs) Jared Diamond. But there's a lot of other... um, Uh, Daniel Everett's book, Don't Sleep, There Are Snakes, uh, about a guy who goes to Brazil to convert a, uh, you know, quote unquote, Stone Age tribe and actually found that they were doing fine. It didn't make sense to him to want to change their lives, you know. And so uh, looking at different cultures, ones that exist now that don't have a lot of modern technology, ones that used to exist and how did that go? um, It's just a really thoughtful, uh, you know. Thoughtful thread that I enjoyed reading about. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I just finished I, uh, reading a book uh, that I've forgotten the name of, but it basically was recommended by another me fight about kind of a t- stone age tribe. Like literally, they you know made flints and traded them with other with other groups in order to kind of meet their needs. And then yeah. the Bronze Age came, and it was it was <laughs> literally just on the cusp of. You know they were they were the best stone maker tool makers in the whole, in the land, and then suddenly trade was falling off, and they were having a hard time figuring it out and then yeah, they'd figured it out great story, great book oh good for them yeah
0: um I asked, I asked a question mm-hmm. this last month, um specifically, what the hell is this thing that's in this tweet thread where someone had pictures of a thing and wanted to know what the hell it was um it's a round, plastic thingy. And uh oh! come up with an answer. And I want to fucking re-up it just to that some more eyes. Because someone is going to be able to look at that thing and say, oh, I know exactly what that is. But like so far, it's only been people saying, oh, you know what it looks like? Is this or that? Which are apparently not the things that it Wait, is. they
1: still don't know what it is?
0: I should check back on, you know, this is on me. I didn't check back to see if they got an answer in the Twitter thread. I, was I didn't hoping see one. One would just show up.
1: I just looked and um, I didn't see one weird
0: yeah I see I see updates from people saying once again hey no that's the thing I already said it isn't but yeah yeah I'm not I'm not seeing huh. I'm not seeing a, an obvious answer uh, Twitter's threading is like terrible so who knows but it can be terrible Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think I think it's still an open question neat I don't
1: know what that oh, thing and I, is
0: uh, and I see your face on, on on Twitter when I go back to my main page uh, uh, someone was tweeting about your meet the librarians
1: oh yeah uh, very famous so. the internet archive really likes to trade on my reputation and sometimes <laughs> I let them <sighs> it was national library week last week I, you know I'm not going to say I'm the most photogenic person in the world but that picture is eye catching and um, yeah
0: they just talk. It's, 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 it's a good picture you got a nice face
1: I got a nice face uh, my last one from ask metafilter is uh, this uh, thing by BDC34. Have the things you find on the ground changed in the last 30 years?
0: <laughs> no, they're all made of plastic and they're very It's one adorable. of those great
1: almost everyone gets a best answer.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but people talk about like what they see on the ground and how it's different.
0: You did not actually pace the Lincoln, by the way, so I'm just... Oh, what? I have to take your word for it so far.
1: Oh, it's just there. I just had to enter.
0: Yeah, podcasting.
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> but me not editing.
1: Hey. <laughs> but yeah, you know, people are seeing like more dental flossers now. They yeah. find less money. Uh, there was more matchbooks. Nobody sees cassette tapes anymore. Uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was just yeah. kind of an interesting, an interesting thread about like. Hey, what's yeah. what's on the ground nowadays? No, that's,
0: that's great. Like that's it's it's a weird little like pile of doesn't matter details, but it's also like it's part of your atmospheric sense of the world as you move through it. Yeah, I saw. I actually I saw a fucking unraveled cassette tape like a couple weeks ago, and it was the most exciting. The was like, holy shit, a fucked up cassette tape. So like you know, yes, I'm feeling like it was it was weird because it had been so long that like yeah, and it was just like a like. Uh, Max L 90 minute thing. So it wasn't like something that I could say, I know what this is. It was just unlabeled.
1: Wow though. I was not going to pick it up and
0: wind it up and bring it home and try and feed it into a cassette deck that I think I have somewhere. Like that would have been too much work.
1: Cassette tape. I'm looking at my cassette cassette player right now, but I don't listen to cassettes that often every now and again. I like having it.
0: I've always kind of wanted to pick up one of the old four track, uh, cassette, uh, Recorder stations. Speaking oh man, of Jim got rid sta- of his
1: probably five years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean they're not great. The, the The sound quality is not great. You know, they're inflexible. Cassette tapes don't really do a great job of handling multi track audio like that. But also, it's kind of great. It's kind of great, and uh, maybe I'll get one at some point uh, if I can still find one that isn't like you know either completely broken or oh you want this piece of vintage audio recording equipment? To you, okay, right? Ching-ching. That'll cost you. Ching-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Cha-ching. That's the more normal one, yeah. Um, oh, I have a couple of brief update ones. Uh, uh, posts that have received a late update, uh, one of which was uh, M Park was looking for what song was in a video like five years ago. And it turns out it was La Donna e-mobile by Verdi. So cool. there you go, it was, it was Verdi um, And then Another one that I think is even more of a callback There was a question From uh, Jim N2TAW Asking how to buy a copy Of the 1979 Dutch film Opname uh, And he asked this back in 2007 And he recently found it for sale On a f- site called RareFilmM.com oh. So 15 years later, answered his own question
1: Oh my god, that's great, um, I love it Oh, Josh. I really like the
0: fact that 15 years later, an old film is more available rather than less available, which is the prevailing fucking wins.
1: That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mentioned, Josh, I should probably tell you that I told somebody you would give them a good reference if they wanted to adopt a dog.
0: Okay. Um, It is that a lie or
1: No, you will. <laughs> okay. This is this is user Space Cadet and and, oh, okay. and and they lost their dog. Like if
0: it was Elon Musk I was just like no, no actually. No.
1: And they lost their dog recently and they're looking for oh. a new dog and you know there's an adoption process and sometimes they want like a reference. You know, yeah. and they're like, who do we talk to? And so, th- oh, you know, they him. had a funny question. Like, who do I ask? My therapist, pharmacist, doctor, internet friend I've never met in person?
0: Yeah. No, Vortex?
1: absolutely.
0: I, and yeah, they, I, they
1: ended it with your name. And so I just mentioned "Yeah, you would totally do that.
0: I, I would fucking absolutely vouch for uh a, a, a pet process for fight. That's that's a fant. That's that. Okay, I'm gonna add that to the list along with a podcast of things I will still do, even though I'm trying to otherwise transition away from formal right. responsibilities. Go be, if go you need be a, a reference. reference for a pet adoption, let me know. I will I will step up. Um. And yeah, well, we're just about at uh, ninety minutes, which feels like a good. Oh, we better fucking stop point. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I will I love- link for good measure to the. Uh, Metatalk announcements thread. And otherwise, there was stuff on Metatalk you know, this month. Feel free to go look. There, we did Metatalk.
1: I think that sounds good. Sun hasn't even set here. I do like springtime.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, Portland has been all over the fucking place. Right now, it feels like it's going to get dark here just because like, <laughs> the clouds have really moved in. Uh, but I don't mind that. Um, yeah, all right, podcasting. We did it. We did it again, and we'll do it again again.
1: Fan-freaking-tastic. Turn it around. Right. I look forward to listening to it, and I hope you have a good uh, rest of your weekend.
0: You too. Cool. I'll talk to you later, friend.
1: Bye-bye, friendo.
0: Bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.